automate, survive, thrive. The time is now. The Automation Alliance podcast brought to you by Rapidmation. Hey everyone, and today we welcome David Kroll to the show. David is currently the lead solutions engineer at a company called Ashling Partners. David and I used to be colleagues when we both worked at a company called K2, albeit on the very opposite sides of the world to each other. Uh, and funny enough, I'm sitting down in Australia and he's sitting in the US today. So I'm extremely excited to, uh, for David to join us today and we'll be speaking all things intelligent automation. So David, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. And hopefully we'll be able to talk a little bit about soccer football, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, David, just to get started, um, tell us a little bit more about Ashling Partners and what a typical day in the life of the lead solutions engineer looks like. Yeah, yeah. So, so Ashling Partners, it's an intelligent automation firm uh, based out of Chicago, but we really cover you know, the whole country, the whole states over here. Um, the whole idea is we combine the four, we call them the four A's of Ashling, uh, which includes advisory, automation, analytics, and artificial intelligence. And the idea here is that we can use these different capabilities to really inject new life into struggling processes and, and, and more menial uh, issues that you may be burdened with. Yeah, awesome. I love that, the four A's, right? And I know I connected with some of the um, the owners of Ashling way back when at UI Path Forward, some great guys. So it's been fun following your guys' journey from this side of the world. Uh, and I know we'll get into some other things that have happened recently, but but really, really good, right? So, so just before we jumped on, you were telling me a bit about you were having a crazy day. Tell me what, what generally happens in the lead, lead solution engineer's day. What, what do you come across? Yeah, so, you know, it, one part of it is, is really diving into thought leadership and, and trying to get ahead of the different um, stories that are happening in our industry and, and being able to kind of connect to the different technology that's being created and, and implemented. You know, one of the, the beautiful things about being a UiPath partner, as you well know, is just how often new features arrive. Uh, and so we're kind of on the cutting edge, if you will, of those new features, making making a lot of effort into analyzing what those features are and how they can potentially be applied to save time and money um, or just win your fantasy sports league, um, <laughs> <laughs> as I've done in my previous blog post. So. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I always uh, use the analogy. It's like being a kid on Christmas Day with UiPath. There's always something new and shiny coming out of the box to play with. Um, so it leads to never a dull day in the world of intelligent automation. And that's yeah. what I love about it, right? No day is ever the same. We get to use some of this amazing technology to continually deliver beyond expectations for, for our customers. So yep. Yeah. Well, I was going to say on, on the other side of, of, of the fence, we also help a lot with... Um, with new clients that are investigating some of those, you know, opportunities themselves. And that really falls into that, that advisory uh, uh, A that we talked about earlier, just, you know, having those conversations with them, identifying the types of processes that they are uh, having trouble with and seeing what technology is out there and kind of being their technology advisors, um, helping them succeed and get over those hurdles. So that's kind of the breakdown of the position. Yeah, brilliant, right? And such an important piece, that advisory. I mean, there's nowadays, there's certainly no shortage of technology out there, right? There's lots of different things that do different uh, pieces and help in the automation space. But I know that certainly many of your customers would find immense value in that. Okay, but one of our other shared passions is uh, is the wonderful world of sport, right? And I know that you're an avid Manchester United supporter. Absolutely. So, 
First up, it's been an amazing start to the English Premier League and it really looks like it's going to be an absolutely cracking season. Give us your prediction of top four. Who's going to finish where in the top four? Oh, wow. I mean, it's going to be so hard this year. Um, I don't, I'm such a huge United fan, but I don't know if they're going to do it this season. After I, after I see some of the, the, the stuff that Lukaku is doing over at Chelsea. But at the same time, um, I think... If there's going to be a year to get behind him and back him for the title, it's going to be this season. So I'm just going to go ahead and say Manchester United number one. Uh, and uh, of course, I think I think we're going to see Chelsea at number two, City at three, and Liverpool at four. Just because you know we got to put Liverpool fourth. <laughs> Maybe we could put Liverpool at fourteen. That'd be a good place. <laughs> well, now that they have Van Dyke back, I think it's going to be a, a much more competitive uh, uh, title challenge this year from them. Yeah, absolutely right. Well, we might have to do a follow-up session uh, at the end of the season and see how your predictions came out, right? Sounds good. (laughs) So outside of the real thing, I know that you're also a lover of fantasy sports, right? So tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, so I, uh, I fell into fantasy soccer about five or six years ago. One of my old high school friends invited me to his league. Um, and you know, I had, I had done some of the, um, I would say more simple versions of fantasy soccer in the past, where it's basically go out, pick a team. Everyone can have the same players, but you're trying to kind of assemble a team within a a given salary budget. And it was fun, but it was kind of, I didn't like it as much because, you know, you both could have Harry Kane. You could, you know, it, it was just, you know, trying to get the total amount of points in the league, which to me wasn't as much fun. And we couldn't talk as much smack uh, to all the other people that we were playing against. Uh, so I joined, uh, uh, I would say, a more hardcore league where everything was tracked much more specifically. So uh, for anyone listening in the States, if you're a member of like a NFL fantasy league, it's, it's much more similar to that style where every pass almost, well, I should say every blocked shot, every shot taken, every you know interception, aerial win, all that stuff is tracked. And that actually is going to get into, uh, you know, some of the stuff we're going to talk about later on with this uh, with this automation that we built to kind of help accelerate uh, uh, one of the things I was trying to do for that league. But, you know, it, it takes up so much time. It really does. And especially if you're a league commissioner or you're running the show, yeah. um, you know, you want to keep people engaged in your season. It's really easy to, um, especially when certain folks don't do as well for them to kind of lose interest early on and fall off. And one of my hopes was that I could kind of create this newsletter that would keep bringing people back in. And and they'd always, you know, even if they had lost four games in a row, if they beat the top team, they knew they were going to get a a cool paragraph in that newsletter where they were like, you know, the the David versus Goliath, right? Um, The the, the top of the Titans, so to speak. So... Anyway, uh, that's what that's all about. <laughs> I absolutely love it, right? And uh, so, so you obviously love playing fantasy sports, but I guess what you didn't love about it was the tedious, mundane and repetitive work that was involved with drafting and then sending out your newsletter, right? Um, so I can certainly understand that, right? So tell us a little bit more about what that led you to do it. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I would... <laughs> It was actually about a year and a half ago that I started to create these newsletters and I, I had so much fun and, you know, the passion of it kind of kept me going because I enjoyed it so much. I didn't really mind doing the work. Well, that passion certainly faded after about the fifth newsletter and I realized that I was spending an hour and a half of my spare time putting these things together 
Um, and or you know, it's a it's a thing where you know when you send out the newsletter, it's not just the paragraph of how the teams did; it's a statistical comparison. You're you're having to track all the different players and how they've performed, and you're you're looking at who's beaten who and who has you know who has more points than the other team, and you're constantly looking for these data trends. And I found that you know as I would as I would go into it as a technologist in the back of my head, I was kind of almost judging myself like. <laughs> okay, you know, you're getting up in front of people and you're telling them that they can automate all their problems away. And you're sitting here dealing with this problem and you're not going to automate it. It was basically almost like an internal challenge to myself. Like if I'm going to get up in front of people and tell them that that these automative technologies actually work and I can't apply it for one of my more simple scenarios, then, you know, what kind of technologist am I? Yeah, absolutely right. So, so I love that, right? And I love how you combine your passion for technology and sport to solve a personal challenge that you had, right? So, so take us through the journey of how you use robotic process automation to solve this challenge and save you time. Yeah, so, so for me, step one was how do I get the data, right? And, and, and that's often kind of the first challenge in any of, our, any of our services projects is how do I get the data and how do I structure the data? And um, so what I did was I was able to, you know, log into the, the Fantrax website. Um, I was able to uh, find some, some convenient screens that they had created that structured out the data into tables on the web page. And that allows, of course, UiPath to look at that and structure it out into its own table, which we can then bring into Studio and manipulate and do all our wonderful things too. Um, so that was kind of Part one was, was I decided to start small, right? That was the key. And I started with, I just want to know who beat who and by how many points. And so that was step one. And, it, you know, this idea to do it came to me on a Sunday night. My parents were actually visiting and I went, I snuck away. I went off into my computer room and I just started working on this. And before I knew it, you know, an hour or so had passed but I did it, you know, it was working and I felt really, really good about it because I was like, wow, if I can, if I can bring in these scores, I wonder what else I can do. And I started to think about, well, what is something that I really wanted to do that I hadn't had a chance to do yet at Ashling? And it was, well, I wanted to generate a document. I wanted to create a document with some of the data that I was working with you know, typically, and you know, you know, the business of this, you know, you're often doing what the clients want to see. Yeah. Um, but you don't always, you, you might get rusty on the stuff that they don't want to see, even though it's really important. And one of the things that I always valued from my time at K2 is the ability to automatically create documents based off of some data. So I wanted to do that. And so uh, I had done some things in the past where I'd structured out um, templates, document templates, if you will, um, and, you know, I, I used other companies to do this in the past. I think uh, you probably heard of DocFusion and used them maybe. Um, I, I think there's some other companies out there. Uh, Hot Docs, I think, in the past was a, was a big one. But, you know, we used their, their um, technologies to kind of set up these document te- templates and populate them. But that was really the, where I wanted to, to, to go next. I wanted to generate a document, fill it with all the data that I had from this website. And so I, I, I put together the table and I found that, that it was going to be um, a little bit more challenging than I first expected. I was having to kind of mentally keep track of a lot of different structured tables and arrays uh, as I was going through uh, and putting it together. 
Um, but I did uh, manage to make some good progress on it. And I, you know, it's so funny. I got it working for game week one and I was so excited and I bragged to the world. I told everybody that I had done this amazing thing. And then week two, it broke, (laughs) which just shows you, you have to build things in the correct way. And it's really important to work with, with, um, uh, companies and, and people that know the right way to build these automations, because even if they work for that first push, do they continue to work for the next six months? And so I talked to a few of my uh, uh, architect and developer friends, and they, they kind of walked me through um, what they would do. I made those changes, and it worked great for game week two. I ran it again on game week three, uh, and, and everything is, is, is rock solid. So uh, very, very excited to have a working uh, report generator, if you will. All I have to do, and I just do it now every Tuesday, I just walk in, I push a button, and I get my report. I was even telling myself, maybe I should just schedule this thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Schedule it, uh, put the report into, you know, like a forum post on the website and just submit it. Uh, I haven't yet gotten to that level, but I think that would be really cool to do next. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely awesome, right? And I loved how kind of you evolved through that uh, that stage, right? I often see that with customers, how they, I think your your approach, starting with the data and then moving on to there to stuff like DocGen. And funny enough, we're doing a lot of projects with DocFusion at the moment as well, where we're generating documents. So it's just awesome to see how those different pieces of the puzzle come together. And in this scenario, kind of create your your automatic... uh, uh, or your automation around fantasy sports. Absolutely brilliant, right? So we often say to our customers, don't hate it, automate it. And this is an amazing example of how you've drunk your own automation champagne, as we call it, right? So we never say you eat your own dog food. We say you drunk your own champagne and you automated this tedious, mundane, repetitive task. So, so now that you've managed to automate this task, what, you, what have you managed to do with the extra time that you've got? Well, I'm, I'm working out again. Uh, which uh, I wasn't really doing that when I first created this, but I'm finally getting outside a little bit. I'm getting a little sun. Uh, I'm not necessarily running outside. I'm running on a treadmill uh, because it's a little too hot to run in the sun, but uh, I'm sure I'll do that as soon as I can. But I know it's um, a bit cliche to say I'm exercising and I'm taking care of myself, but like if I get time back um, just due to the nature of, of uh, the work that we do, you know, we're, we're always kind of tires, tirelessly chasing um, you know, the goals that our clients uh, put in front of us. And so whenever I get some time to, to take care of myself or to spend some more time with my family, I'm always, uh, always taking advantage of that. Yeah, awesome, right? And that's the promise of intelligent automation, freeing up our time as humans to perform that higher value work, or in this case, freeing up your time to enjoy things that you love doing. And that's spending time with your family, taking some mental breaks, getting outside, all of those wonderful things, right? So, so now that you've been running this automation for a while, right, um, you might already have a list of enhancements or things that you think you can do to this automation. Give us some ideas of what's next on the roadmap. Yeah, so, so uh, kind of what I had mentioned a little bit earlier, the, the, right now I'm going over and I'm pushing a button. And when I push the button, it builds my Word document. And there's still some steps I have to take. I have to copy the Word document and then paste it into the forum post on the Fantrax website. I think that's a super easy thing that I could do next. Just basically open up the document, run as control C, control V, hotkey, and just paste it into the forum post. And actually, uh, the way Fantrax is set up, it actually accepts that that quite well, um, which is which is nice. Um, and then uh, 
you know, going through and titling the forum post and maybe throwing, using my variables to feed it and make sure that that post is for the specific game week. Um, maybe even include the tagline on there. That would be kind of cool. Um, I'd love to get it scheduled running without me even having to touch it. I just think that would be so cool. Um, the, the challenge for me right now is I'm on, you know, UiPath Community Edition. So uh, getting out to, uh, uh, I, I just want to make sure my orchestrator environment is up and running so that I can support that because orchestrator is going to be the, uh, the tool that allows me to do that. Yeah. Well, awesome, right? And uh, and yeah, so I think there's so many things when I was when I came across your blog post and I saw it. I mean, yeah, the idea that I had was obviously you could tie in machine learning or artificial intelligence into prediction algorithms, right? To figure out, hey, well, let's take all previous data, see who's playing at home and away, and see how that might feed in, right? Or one of the other things you touched on is kind of resilient workflows. And I know often we use UiPath test automation to carry on kind of figuring out how that workflow is running, has anything changed? And if something has changed, alert someone or just make sure that that, that workflow process is, is really resilient in terms of the way that it runs. Um, so yeah, I think there's, there's a huge roadmap for you and we cannot wait to see that story unfold. Um, so thank you so much for sharing that with us. Yeah, yeah, no problem. And thanks for inviting me to uh, to talk. It's it's always good to uh, to talk automation um, and to hear what everyone else is doing out there. Yeah, I'm always looking forward to having those conversations. Yeah, but, but just before we leave, I mean, I know there's been some other exciting news at Ashling Partners. Tell us a little bit more about what's been happening in your world. Uh, yeah, so so Ashling just recently um, uh, had a had a merger with uh, with Machina RPA. Um, which was a, really a fantastic um, uh, intelligent automation company that was very similar to, to us in terms of culture and style, um, but they were very you know, focused on the, the energy sector, if you will. And so they bring a, a ton of vertical expertise in that space. I had the joy of already meeting them and talking to them, and I just can't wait uh, to, to, to talk with them and their, and their technical team as well and learn what they've done. I, I love it because it's like, you know, it's like a mind meld, right? Um, everybody gets together and they, they share their cool techniques. And it's just an opportunity to, to really uh, take what we both have done separately and bring it together, not just for our own personal careers, but also for our clients. Yeah, it sounds like a very exciting partnership and we'll be cheering you guys on from the sidelines. We look forward to following that journey and see how that unfolds from, from this side of the world. Well, okay. thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So now on to my favorite part. We call it the hot seat, right? So the hot seat is where we fire off quick questions to you and we get some of your answers, right? All right, let's go. All right, so David, first one is, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, I wanted to be an astronaut, but um, I quickly learned that my fear of heights and my motion sickness were going to prevent that from ever becoming a reality. <laughs> I hear you in the fear of heights. I've jumped out of airplanes. I've done everything, but uh, it still hasn't uh, eliminated my fear of heights. I certainly hear you on that one. Okay, next up, what is something on your bucket list that you have actually done? Wow. Wait, uh, something that's that like was previously on my bucket list yeah, that, that you managed to so, take off. So this is going to sound um, <laughs> kind of stupid, but I'm just going to say it. I have that fear of heights yeah. and I challenged myself to ride roller coasters with my friend. It had been years since I had ridden a real roller coaster and I got on one 
I wrote it. It was over at Cedar Point in Sandusky, Ohio. I just had a great time. Uh, they have since deconstructed the ride, uh, <laughs> but uh, they've built something bigger in its place. So I'm sure that that will be the next challenge someday. Oh, awesome. <laughs> All right. And let me ask the opposite of that question. So what's something that's on your bucket list that you're yet to do? I need to go see Manchester United play. Now that Ronaldo is actually back, I want to go over to uh, to Europe and watch them play either like a Champions League game or, or you know, maybe a maybe a derby match against Man City. I would just I would love that. That'd be so much fun. Um, I'm going to find time and I'm going to do it. <laughs> Listen, perhaps I need to meet you there for a business meeting halfway. We'll, we'll chat all things intelligent automation. There we go. I'll just have to go talk to Don and Marshall about that. I'm sure we'll, we'll something right <laughs> uh, Beautiful. All right. Next up, what are you reading at the moment? So this could be something that you're reading at the moment or maybe a book that you've read that's had kind of a, a profound impact on your life. Tell us a bit more about that. Gosh, you know, now that I think about it, it's been it's been a while since I've actually sat down and read like an actual like novel. Um, I read a lot of um, uh, kind of epics and fantasy uh, books and things of that nature. I'm a big Brandon Sanderson fan, um, and 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 everything on that on that line of thought in terms of like the way. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to remember the name of it. I think it's The Way of Kings. I I could have that one wrong, but um, I usually just throw that on my on my. Uh, uh, headphones while I'm on the plane or whatnot and listen to it. But um, in terms of, you know, the, the, the technical stuff, like staying on top of, of the new technology, it's going to sound kind of dorky, but I, I, I actually love reading release notes. I get like really excited, maybe oddly excited when <laughs> like, for example, UiPath comes out with their newest release notes. Cause it's like, okay, what are the new toys that I get to play with today? Mm -hmm. um, and I just, I just love diving into it. So hopefully that, uh, that satisfies the question, but if not, uh, no. oh well. <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. Awesome. All right. And last but not least, how do you want to be remembered? I want to be remembered as the person that helps someone overcome their problems and doesn't doesn't really sit up in front of you and tell you here's what what it could be right but have the integrity to follow through on it so one of the things i've seen a lot um maybe over the last i don't know five ten years or whatnot is uh, a lot of product companies they'll get up in front of you know uh the the, the prospects or the clients and they'll tell them all the wonderful things that their product can do. But then when push comes to shove and they actually have to make it happen, a lot of times it's after the client spent some money. Um, there's not a lot of follow through there. And so it's one reason that I'm really, really excited to work for a services company is because I do make promises, but I know that I have this incredible team behind me that can follow through and can build what I'm promising, you know, within reason, right? Yeah. And and also they're there to smack me with a stick if I say we can do something that we can't do, which is always good. It's yeah. good to have that honesty. But I think it's, you know, I want to be remembered for having integrity. And that's just more, you know, when we think business, right? But also, you know, I want to have integrity in my personal life too, right? And just want to be the, the, the honest Joe, if you will. Yeah. Um, the, the, the people enjoy talking to and they, they know they're going to get straight. They're, they know they're going to get it straight from me. 
Yeah. Awesome. I mean, I, I think that's that's brilliant and it's a brilliant way to end off. And, and I know I certainly feel that. And I want to thank you for joining us today, sharing your awesome story. So that's brilliant. But just before we say goodbye, are there any parting thoughts or comments you'd like to leave the viewers and listeners with? Well, the only thing I was going to say is if there's ever an opportunity for us to uh, to do something together, whether it's a presentation or an event or something like that, we'd love to We'd love to work with you. I'd be happy to to maybe cook up some different ideas and 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 see what we can do maybe at the next conference. Yeah, absolutely. I think that'd be awesome. Um, so David, thanks so much for joining us today. And all I can say is come on Manchester United. I look forward to seeing you at Old Trafford in Manchester. So uh, we hope to get together soon. Awesome. Glory, glory, Man United. Let's go. There we go. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, David. We speak soon. Thanks, Sean. Take care. Bye-bye. Be part of the community and join the Automation Alliance at www.automationalliance.com.